0: Good morning, everybody. Wednesday, 17th of May, a day before the Marcus Today members meeting in Melbourne. We have 70 people coming along to that. Name tags on the door. No plus ones, please. You'll blow the numbers out. If you're not coming, please tell us, and we will invite somebody else. This is the Marcus Today members podcast. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. And my general market caution, paying off at the moment our market down 51 points today futures were down 37 dow jones was down 336 you might notice the dow jones doing worse than the nasdaq and the s&p 500 it happened to have home depot as one of the 30 stocks in the dow jones index and that had results last night which weren't taken terribly well only fell a couple of percent but didn't help the dow jones so it wasn't really that bad we are in the Lays as I call it, May, one of the floppiest months of the year, seasonally. comes after the bank's results season and after the bank's go ex-dividend. And naturally, with that sector being 25% of the market and three of the major stocks losing 25 to 3% in dividends, the index is going to come off a little bit. But we are struggling to find momentum at the moment. If you look at the charts of the ASX 200, And the S&P 500, there's nothing terribly inspiring in there. And that stack looks okay, thanks to big tech. But the general trend is against us. A falling tide sinks all boats. So we still have an ideas portfolio with nothing in it. It's low odds trying to pick out the one or two companies that might be going up in a sea of companies going down. Even the traditionally defensive gold sector saw the gold price down A huge $32 overnight. And unless I'm very much mistaken, RSI on gold is now heading down and the chart looks to have peaked. It is a trading sector, not an investment sector. Before I get on to other more interesting stuff, the debt ceiling negotiation seems to be the dominant driver of the US markets at the moment. If you watch some of the politicians coming out of the negotiations, which didn't get to a deal last night, but if you look at them coming out, the vibe is that they will get to a deal. They just haven't got there yet. Janet Yellen has confirmed June the 1st is the day the government will run out of money. The brinkmanship continues. It is just another excuse not to do anything until that uncertainty clears, which it almost certainly will. Even if they go past the deadline, the US government has never defaulted on its debt, and I'm pretty sure they won't let it. Old hands will tell you they always sort this stuff out in the end. On the regional bank crisis, still some mild mutterings about another bank going bust at some point. JP Morgan has said that they are not in a position to bail out any other banks. Janet Yellen is meeting the heads of JP Morgan and Citibank this week, tomorrow. But no love from the sector overnight, KBW Bank index down 1.45%, just another reason not to be buying Macquarie in the Macquarie-only portfolio at the moment, we're still in cash there, happy with that, without a solid uptrend in the market. And in Macquarie itself, and Macquarie is a stock market stock, it needs the market to go up. Without that, why bother? So cash it is for the moment. Right, I've written today just breaking out the stocks in the FANG Plus Index, Uh, not FANG index the fang plus etf today snowflake alphabet meta nvidia microsoft amazon apple netflix advanced micro devices and tesla if you apart from tesla if you want an exposure to ai and the cloud then that pretty much covers it for the big companies but i make the point today that we are in a sentiment speculative boom in AI interest at the moment. You can't move without another AI headline. And it is in the price to some extent. Meta is up 98% this year, Amazon 35%, Apple 32%, Microsoft 31%, Alphabet 35%. Mind you, if you pull the charts out, that shouldn't scare you. They're still well off their highs of a year or so ago. Plenty of recovery potential left if you were just to use the dumb mean reversion technique of Deciding whether stocks are a buy or sell, plenty of upside left, but valuations obviously matter and... There is no doubt that we're in an artificial intelligence revolution, but we do have to keep an eye on price. Momentum is very strong at the moment, but it was also strong with buy now, pay later, wasn't it? Ultimately, this rally has a significant speculative element to it, and we've got to be mindful that we are dealing here with share prices, not companies, which means we have to look down on the herd, not run with the herd, and we can't develop an eternal faith in AI and the cloud without having one eye on valuation. Otherwise, we're going to get Badly caught at some point. It's the stock market, stupid. So let's just put it, put a line in the sand to say. This 90% exposure we've got to the US markets in the US, which is based on our reliance on big tech and the future for AI and the cloud, is not permanent. It is speculative, and we will, or I will, trade it to make money, not invest in it eternally. So the prudent thing to do is to have an eye on value and assess value. Some analysts are already saying valuations are already stretched. I'll get to that in a minute. But just to say, this game is about making money out of share prices, not being blinded by what this new technology can do. We have all the tools available to us to assess value, so let's get to that at some point. Today, for the moment, the momentum's there. The frenzy is there. Let's let this run, but let's be a bit smarter than just being the three blind mice. Notably, regulation is on the way. The OpenAI CEO, if you click around, you'll find that he is in front of a Senate calling for regulation, thinking AI needs to be licensed. And the big players would say that because they want to exclude the little players. And he says he is worried about what it can do. Regulation is doubtless coming. could come suddenly as well. So let's not completely lose our objectivity whilst investing in cloud and the AI. For now, it's doing us very nicely. If you want to have a look at some numbers, if you go to our stock box and type in a stock, US stock code, and put .us on the end, you can get a stock box up for US companies. So Microsoft's code, if you Google it, is msft.0, not .0, .0, and a lot of the codes are .k. So if you knock off whatever's after the dot and put us into our stock box, so msft.us, you will get a stock box on Microsoft or Amazon, amzn.us, or Google, gwg.us, or Meta, fb.us. So you can get some Valuations just to point out that all these stocks are now trading well above their intrinsic value. Not that intrinsic value is ever going to be good for timing stocks, but Microsoft is 40% above its intrinsic value, Google, 32%, Meta. 30, sorry, 21%. But the more interesting thing is one of our members noted a great website, a US fund manager called Real Investment Advice, RIA, and they've got some great insights on their website. And one of them is this comment from Scott McNeely. Scott was the CEO of Sun Microsystems at the peak of the dot-com boom in 1999. And he was talking about his company trading on some microsystems, trading on 10 times revenue. So at the moment, I've put a chart in of Facebook, not Facebook, Microsoft, and it's price to sales ratio. Price to sales ratio at the moment, forward price to sales ratio. So this is market cap to sales. Market cap is 10 times bigger than sales. Now, what Scott says about that is at 10 times revenue to give you a 10-year payback the company will have to pay 100% of revenues for 10 years straight in dividends. And that assumes that they that they can get their shareholders to approve it. Assumes they've got zero cost of goods sold. Assume that they're not paying any of their 39,000 employees. Assumes that they pay no taxes. No taxes on the dividends. And that they don't have R- any R&D expenses for the next 10 years. And that they can maintain their revenue run rate for the next 10 years. Having done all that, it's going to take 10 10 years to pay you back as a shareholder by giving you all the revenue with no costs over 10 years. Now that, he said, do you realize how ridiculous those basic assumptions are? So here you have Microsoft already trading at that 10 times, 9.96 times revenues. Revenue has to ramp up enormously to make that worthwhile or make that valuation make sense. And of course, that's what is happening. But that does mean that the rally in These stocks is speculative, not based on earnings yet. So let's not lose sight of the fact that we're dealing with share prices, momentum, sentiment. It can turn. Regulation could come very suddenly. Let's let it run for the moment. But vigilance and objectivity are your only defense. Remain vigilant. Remain objective. And be prepared to sell, even though you know AI is really clever. Now, I have an article on Livewire today called Right Time, Wrong Place. There's a link to that. It's the article I wrote for you guys earlier last week about AI. Right time, wrong place. In other words, we're born at the right time for the AI revolution, but we are in the wrong place, Australia, and we need to be in the US. Uh, If you can get your kids to go onto that website and click my article a thousand times, that would be good for me. Thanks, kids. Right, I've got charts of BHP and Macquarie in my section. Good reasons not to be holding them at the moment. And the ideas portfolio, completely empty still. I know, I know. But a falling tide sinks all boats. I'm waiting for the tide to turn. In Henry's take today, he has his portfolio working game. We had a little bit of a platform change which held us up for a couple of days, but I think it's working now. There is a share purchase plan in Chalice, CHN and 4DX, and he talks about whether to invest in those. He is on the call today with Andrew Whelan talking 10 stocks, including a couple of ETFs, BBOZ. that goes up when Australia goes down, as well as A200, which goes up when Australia goes up. A few stories around today. Not sure I should bother with these. Setire up 13%, CEO not selling shares. Best and Less down 4% on sales numbers. Instech Pivot down 5% on profit numbers. And Appen down 5.6% coming out of its capital raise. The RBA minutes route yesterday. There's a fair bit of strategic, strategy stuff around today there are a fair number of strategists economists think we're going to have another rate rise one even thinking we're going to have two more rate rises can you believe that wages data today may push those expectations around a little bit oliver's insights is talking about commercial property and the impact of working from home might interest some of you just google oliver's insights And that's about that for today. We've got earnings numbers from Aristocrat Leisure and Zero tomorrow. Could be quite interesting. Not much else to report. Just to say the midday email, we've decided to make it a bit shorter and focus on my stuff in the midday email. And the morning email, again, to make it a bit more punchy and focus on Henry's stuff. So the Marcus midday email is the Marcus midday email. We'll see how that goes for a while. We're, we're realizing we have, as every newsletter does, too much content, not enough punchiness. So trying to punch it up for you. As I leave you, market down 40. Dow futures up 46. NASDAQ futures up 0.2%. Ho hum. Ah, Latin resources. Did I mention Latin resources? I hold Latin resources PA. It is up 10% today, 18.8, up 1.8 cents. I have put a link to their latest video in the newsletter today. Have a read of my section on that. But going very nicely. Thank you very much. Henry holds it in the small cap portfolio as well. Good. That's about that. You have a fabulous day. Back tomorrow.